Take a deep breath and remember there's a power breathing you. This is your space of sanity in an evolving world where we learn about spiritual law and how to apply it to our lives in a way that is practical and life-changing. This is where we remember truth to make the world a better place one person at a time. I'm Claire Lotier, inspirational speaker, teacher of the technology of transformation, and a certified life mastery consultant and spiritual coach. Welcome to the Grace Space. In this series, Walk in Grace, we're learning how to do just that, how to walk through life in harmony with universal spiritual law. When you're living in harmony with the law, life gets a whole lot easier, more joyful, more exciting, and more fun. You don't meet with the same feeling of toil or struggle anymore. In fact, my spiritual teacher says that if you're struggling to manifest anything, you're not in the flow of life. That doesn't, of course, mean that we don't meet with challenges, because we do. Challenges are how we grow and expand into greater versions of ourselves. But we accept our challenges and even welcome them as we understand that everything in this universe is for us, never against us, and that every challenge or apparent failure has within it an absolute treasure just for us. A great master of yoga was once asked to define enlightenment. He answered with two words, no stress. That may seem overly simple at first glance, but it's actually quite profound. Stress is a sign that we're out of the flow. It means that we're not in a state of trust. Your stress will be drastically reduced as you grow in your deep understanding of the law and as you prove to yourself through your own life their absolute exactitude and infallibility. I'm reminded once again of what Wallace Waddle says in the classic book, The Science of Getting Rich. The laws which govern every individual are as exact as the laws which govern the material universe. You can act in accordance with these laws or you can disregard them, but you cannot in any way alter them. The law forever operates and holds you to strict accountability, and there is not the slightest allowance made for ignorance. The law of attraction will deliver to you what you do not want as quickly and as certainly as it will deliver what you do want. That is why my highest recommendation to you is that you listen to each week's episode of this podcast every single day. The information in here is the most important information you can ever learn. It means the difference between living a life you absolutely love with deepest gratitude for the power within you and living a life that is muted at best. You have unlimited potential, literally unlimited potential. If you're able to really shift your paradigm and free yourself from limitation, you will see this world through completely new eyes. This is what it really means to be born again. As it happens, we're going to be exploring the law of attraction today. And just like Wallace Waddle said, the law of attraction is just as definite and accurate as the law of gravity. You've probably heard of the law of attraction. In 2006, a movie called The Secret brought worldwide attention to this universal law, so most people have heard of it. But it doesn't mean they really know how to use it. 
I remember seeing that movie and getting really excited and inspired by it back in 2006. I had also read the book. But, you know, back then, I had no spiritual support system, no mentorship, no structure for my growth. I was really fumbling around in the dark, even though I had the best of intentions. And although I was and had been for years an avid reader of spiritual and personal growth books, I just didn't have enough spiritual power to achieve liftoff on my own. So instead of truly applying the law of attraction, I placed it in the I believe in this, but I have no idea how it works column of my awareness. Believe me, that column was a mile long. I know very well what it's like to have an intellectual understanding of something, but be completely unable to apply it to my life. It's pretty frustrating. But that's how I learned the difference between true embodied understanding and punditry. If you really want to understand something, you have to fall so in love with it that it reveals its secrets to you. George Washington Carver said that. He was a great African-American scientist born in the 1860s. And listen to what he said. Anything will give up its secrets if you love it enough. Not only have I found that when I talk to the little flower or to the little peanut, they will give up their secrets, but I have found that when I silently commune with people, they give up their secrets also, if you love them enough. Isn't that beautiful? And it's true. It also applies to you. If you fall deeply enough in love with yourself, your infinite depths will be revealed to you. And when you fall in love with spirit, with these laws, you are falling in love with yourself. We're all just extensions of the mind of God. The essence of the law of attraction is that you attract what you give energy to. But the law of attraction is actually secondary to the primary law, which is the law of vibration. The law of vibration simply states that everything vibrates. Nothing is static. Everything is constantly in motion, even what appears to be solid or still. Now, attraction is based upon vibration. What we attract is determined by our vibration, and our vibration is determined by our paradigm. Remember, in our episode on the law of thinking, we said the mind is a magnet, and it attracts whatever corresponds to its predominant mental state. So once again, we have to ask ourselves what it is we truly, truly want out of life, what we would love, not what someone else wants for us, not what we believe we're expected to want, not what we think we can have, but what we truly, truly want. Be courageous enough to ask this question and listen to the answer. You're going to start to get pictures in your mind. Pay attention to them. They're steering you into your destiny stream. What would you love? What do you desire to bring into being? The word desire comes from desire, of the Father. It comes from the Creator, the most creative and authentic you within you. In his book, Working with the Law, Raymond Hollywell explains it this way. When you earnestly desire something, you set up a line of force that connects you with the invisible side of the thing desired. So think about that. Think of something you earnestly desire. Casual interest is not enough. It has to be something that you're on fire for. Or think of it this way. When you fall in love with someone, you can't get them out of your mind. A lot of thought energy is being focused on that person because because of your passionate interest in that person, you pay attention to them inside your mind. They occupy your thoughts. This automatically sets up a line of force, a line of energy that connects you with the invisible side of that person, their essence, their energy, their non-physical nature. 
I use that example because nearly everyone can relate to that feeling. You have a desire to unite with that person, to become one with them. And it's the same thing for anything you desire. In your mind, you begin to unite with it. You begin to resonate, to get into harmony with it vibrationally. Recall the law of vibration. Everything vibrates and everything is on a frequency. A frequency is a level of vibration. And there are millions of frequencies, an infinite number of frequencies. When we desire something, we put ourselves on its frequency, either consciously or unconsciously. We put our mind on the frequency of the good we desire and we set our frequency by what we focus our attention on. We have a literal expression for this when we feel a connection with another person and we get along easily. We say we're on the same wavelength as that person. And that's what it is. We're on the same frequency. We feel that. Feeling is the conscious awareness of the frequency that we're on, the vibration that we're in. So when you really desire a particular good in your life, you automatically begin to harmonize with it in your mind, thinking about it, getting interested in it, paying attention to it, becoming one with it. And an invisible line of energy goes out from you to the invisible side of the good that you desire. We all know what that feels like. Now, if you don't understand the law, this is sometimes where it ends. If your desire for the thing weakens or changes, that line of force is disconnected or it misses the mark. That's okay if we no longer desire that thing, but often we still do desire it, but we begin to doubt ourselves or talk ourselves out of the thing we want. We start dissuading ourselves or we replace the original desire with something smaller and more reasonable, or we cause ourselves to forget about it altogether if we don't really believe that it's possible. So, of course, it cannot manifest. If we remain constant in our desire, the good we're demanding of the universe is sooner or later going to be realized in part or in its entirety. Realize this, you cannot long or yearn for anything unless it already exists. If you can conceive of it in your mind, it's already within the field of your potential. It exists already in its form as a thought. So if not in physical form, then in substance. Desire is the vector for calling anything forth into physical appearance. But desire is only one half of the law of attraction. We have to understand that it works through two phases. The first is desire, and the second is expectation. When it comes to the law of attraction, it does no good to desire something unless you truly expect it will happen either in part or in full. If you don't expect it to happen, then it's just idle dreaming. This is where things break down for most people. Because if you don't believe you deserve something, or if you don't believe it's within the realm of possibility, you don't actually expect it. And you know, we weren't taught to live in the grateful expectation of all the good we could possibly imagine. We were taught the opposite, that some things are just too good to be true. This is a total dream killer. The world is full of people who desire things that they never make an effort to grasp due to this kind of conditioning. That's why so many people live in the land of idle dreaming, wishing, and hoping. 
Hope is not an empowered state. It's a disempowered state that's been sentimentalized by greeting card companies and movies of the week, and it keeps us from actually manifesting what we desire. Hoping is wishing for something to magically change in an imagined future by the means of some outside agency. Hope is what people have in the absence of understanding the law. I have endeavored to strike that word from my vocabulary, and I advise you to do the same. To consciously activate the law of attraction, you must desire the thing and expect it. The desire you feel, coupled with your interest and attention, is the outgoing force from you toward the good you desire. The expectation is the incoming force that pulls the object of desire into your life as a living reality. It's kind of like fishing. You cast the line out into the water with a baited hook. That's desire. Then your expectation is what reels the fish in. You don't know when the fish will bite, but you know that sooner or later it will. But look, you can have two people fishing side by side, and one person's reeling in a bunch of fish, and the other's not catching anything, right? The law of attraction is never off. It's always on. The one who's catching all the fish is more in harmony with the law, and most likely is expecting to catch fish. The one who's coming up empty? Well, there's a paradigm operating in there. Whatever it is you want, there's no point desiring it unless you expect it. Ask believing that you will receive, and you will. This is where your spiritual gift of will comes into the picture. If you remember, the will is the ability to hold an image on the screen of your mind with unwavering focus. Your will enables you to stabilize the frequency of your desired good in your mental body, your conscious mind, as a clear picture, and also in your emotional body, your subconscious mind, with grateful expectation. And when you hold the image and the feeling together with constancy, the materialization of what you hold in mind is inevitable. It's the law. Energy must move into form. This is why we so often attract what we don't want. Since all of us are subject to the law of attraction already, we're perfect at attracting. We're doing it all the time. You don't have to get better at the law of attraction. You don't have to get better at manifesting your reality. You're already manifesting your reality with every breath because of the law of attraction. What, what we can all benefit from is making this a conscious process and deeply understanding it instead of an unconscious process. We either attract by design or by default, but the process is exactly the same every time. It's the law. What you hold fixedly in mind with feeling must manifest. When you lie awake at night worrying about something with a knot in your stomach, you are attracting that. You have an image of a thing and a feeling to go with it. Napoleon Hill says whether you fear it or revere it, you will bring it to pass. The law is no respecter of persons, and remember, it makes no allowance for ignorance. When we're in ignorance, we attract and manifest a reality by defaulting to the paradigms of limitation that are already running our lives. We often discover this when we become aware of the law of attraction and we start to use it consciously. We may start out unskilled and superficial in our understanding of the law and we say, okay, I want to manifest a million dollars, let's go. Now, there's no big or small to the universe. There's no difference between a million dollars and a hundred dollars to the universe. The difference is in our mind. 
If we doubt our ability to do that, it's not going to happen. When you pray for one thing and then fear or doubt that you will receive it, you diffuse your mental power, and you can only attract what the lesser thoughts believe and expect. Our belief and expectation are essential. Think of something you know you can easily attract, like a cup of coffee. You feel a desire for a cup of coffee, and you see it on the screen of your mind. You may anticipate the smell of the coffee, the taste of the coffee, or the place where you normally get your coffee. So already you're harmonizing and becoming one with that coffee in your mind, and you fully expect your coffee to appear. You're relaxed about it, and you move into action to make a pot or to stop by your local coffee shop, and lo and behold, you have manifested a cup of coffee. That may seem like a silly example, but it's exactly the same process to manifest something much larger. In the case of your coffee, because it's well within the range of your believing, you don't have to work up a burning desire for it, and you easily expect it to materialize. But in the case of something far larger, say something you've never manifested before that feels like a big stretch for your current believing capacity, you will need to stoke the flames of your desire and build a bigger believing and pay close attention to where your interest and attention actually lie. Through habit or ignorance, we may be so engrossed in things that are not prosperous or joyful or healthy, that we unconsciously hold images in mind that are contrary to the good we are seeking. If you're attracted to constantly checking in on the latest on the internet and the news, it's because part of you is in harmony with what's wrong in the world, which leads to toxic thinking, and toxic thinking leads to a toxic body. A friend of the family recently ended up in the hospital with a heart attack after being glued to the television for months on end, tied up in knots about the pandemic, the political situation, the climate crisis, all the other bad news it's nearly impossible to avoid. I'm not saying we shouldn't be informed, but if you find yourself getting emotionally involved with all that stuff and it's causing you stress, you are harming yourself. If you want to contribute to the betterment of this world, don't focus on the problems to the exclusion of all else. Don't add your worry, stress, and anxiety to what's already there. Where attention goes, energy flows. What you pay attention to grows. What you resist persists. Be part of the solution by aligning yourself with universal law. Raise your vibration. Expect the best. Empower yourself so that you can help empower others. Take the hour that you spend scrolling aimlessly through the internet or raising your blood pressure worrying about all the bad news, and instead spend that time studying and applying the law. If you spend that time immersing yourself in truth instead of immersing yourself in fear, your entire outlook is going to change. Again, the question is always, what do you really want? Whatever you desire to create, get interested in it. Pay attention to it. Harmonize with it. Become one with it in your mind. Then expect it to appear. And keep the beam of your attention focused on what you want until it appears. Invest in the images and get emotionally involved with those images of the good you desire. I'm in love with a certain property right now. At the beginning, I considered it such a stretch that I hesitated even going to see it. But that was just my paradigm talking. 
I follow the law. So I found it. And the story of how I found it is a whole separate episode because it wasn't through the usual channels. I knew it was for me. I harmonized with it. I became one with it in my mind. And every day I'm holding the images of it on the screen of my mind, knowing it's mine and feeling what it feels like to be there. I expect to receive it. By law, I know that if I can see it clearly, feel it deeply, and expect it, it must come to pass. I'm not hoping for it. I expect it. And I can see the elements falling into place. You can create anything you want. Anything. You can become, do, have, give, or create anything. You can conceive of in your mind if you can see it, feel it, and expect it. Here's a process for using the power of your mind to increase the amount of good in your life in conformity with the law of attraction. Part one, desire. Form a clear mental picture of what you want. Write it down on a card, starting with the words, I'm so happy and grateful now that followed by the statement of your desire in the present tense, as if it had already happened. For example, I'm so happy and grateful now that I've built my beautiful Oceanside Healing and Retreat Center. It's a paradise where people come from around the world to renew themselves and dream a more beautiful world into existence. This or something even greater still. Thank you. Don't specify how it has to come about, but desire firmly and gently the greatest amount of good in that direction, knowing that the universe will always deliver an even higher good than what you might have imagined. Avoid strain. Just allow the idea or the plan of this good to unfold into a vivid mental picture. The more calmly and peacefully you impress the image of your desired good onto your subconscious mind, the more coherence you will create energetically. Part two is expectation. Nourish the desire with a calm, confident conviction that what you seek is already here, just at a different frequency. And your connecting to it brings it into time and space. Expectation is an active form of attention, like a cat waiting by a mouse hole. When you believe in the probability of success in your undertaking, you experience the keenest interest in holding that image of your desired good on the screen of your mind, and this gets intensified by expectation. Focus the beam of your attention on the image and feeling of your good with a feeling of grateful expectation for a few minutes twice a day. Meanwhile, take action. Action provides a channel for the law of attraction to express itself. What action step can you take to serve the realization of this desire? Is there a call you can make? An email you could write? Could you go test drive that car? View the house? Submit a resume? There's always something you can do from where you are right now with what you have right now. Write down your action step and schedule it in your calendar with a by when you're going to accomplish it. If you do this faithfully, you will see the accomplishment of your desire. I would love to hear about your experience with this exercise. Trust in the law and let me know how you go. 
Becoming fluent in the secret language of spirit really is like learning a new language. As I've been saying, this is all about repetition, immersion, and support. Changing your life and your paradigm is not rocket science. It's achievable by anyone who can follow direction. And if you're really interested in living a life of true freedom, I have an opportunity for you. You're going to want to listen to carefully. Would you love the chance to join me and a group of like-minded people who are passionate about creating the freedom and the life that they deserve? Well, you can. My next group coaching program begins January 26th, and I would love to have you in it. You're going to learn a reliable, repeatable, scientific formula that makes your success predictable. Once you understand this simple formula and how to apply it to your life, you can expect a few things to happen. First of all, wealth and good luck will begin to flow more easily and abundantly into your life. And you'll notice the universe beginning to provide for all your needs and more of your wants, all the areas of your life, your health, your relationships, your vocation, your time and money freedom, and your attitude will become ignited with a kind of passion that you've never experienced before. You'll experience a greater feeling of control and predictability over your finances, your circumstances, and your destiny. You'll start to learn a new way of thinking, a way that produces the results that you really want. And your most predominant worries, the things that keep you up at night, will become a thing of the past. So if you're ready to create the life you really want, get ready for a life-changing experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot to join me and a group of like-minded people who are passionate about creating true freedom. I know you want to live the life that you were put on this earth to live. Your heart's most cherished dreams are exactly what spirit is seeking to express through you. Don't just wish it anymore. Become it. I'm here to help you do just that. And I'm holding the image that you'll join us on January 26th. There's a link in the show notes. Click on that to learn more. Meanwhile, walk in grace. Thank you for joining me in the grace space, where you're always in the right place. If you love this podcast, I invite you to subscribe to it and submit a review if you feel called to do so. Also, be sure to sign up for my newsletter right here. I look forward to spending this time with you again next week. Meanwhile, I send you love and blessings. Bye for now.